Welcome back, everyone, to Nintendo Dispatch, your weekly Nintendo podcast covering all things from the world of Nintendo. I'm James Matamontamagno. And I am Michael Nindy Pants Rivet. <laughs> oh, you got your nin- Nindy fix, so you got to go yeah. buy some new Nindy Pants. I'm a little Nindy Pants over here right now. I can't wait to jump in and start talking about all this stuff. Yeah, I want to start off before we even go into it. I thought you'd be like Michael OBS live stream Rivet this week. <laughs> yeah, you know? that's a, that. I like that too. <laughs> so we are doing something a little bit different, but people are listening to the podcast, so they don't know. Michael, we're experimenting. Do you want to talk about it? Yeah. So if if you're listening to the podcast, we are actually recording this live while streaming on Twitch. We created our own Twitch account for Nintendo Dispatch, where we're going to start showing us playing games. I mean, we talk about them all the time. We obviously are playing them. So why not stream it from time to time? And from t- from like maybe not as often, I think we're going to be streaming more often than this, but we thought that recording the podcast live would kind of be a fun way for listeners to start to contribute kind of, you know, if it's as if you went to a recording studio and you're watching it happen. You guys now get to see behind the scenes. You can see us screw up without having the chance to edit it. You could yeah. see me just, I mean, most of the time it's in there anyway, but just massacring the names when I'm trying to read through them. You get to see all the like bloopers that unfortunately get cut out most of the time. Now you get to see it. So we thought it would be a really fun way to just show behind the curtain, show what we're doing, show our faces a little bit because, you know, you just hear us all the time. So yeah, we thought this would be a, a new addition to the show. And hopefully people can let us know if it's something they're into or absolutely hate <laughs> yeah and we're gonna so you'll be able to join us ahead of time before this the podcast stream chat with us a little bit and then we're recording the podcast we're just going to record the podcast like normal and then at the end we'll do q a but we cut out so much of the show sometimes i even did that little snippet did you I see liked this it. <laughs> i just There's like I was... a couple of times where i was gonna be like wow there was that was really funny i should have just cut that as its own thing and i never do and i was happy you did that because we do we do mess up things quite often and it, it it is funny but we just feel like you know what for the for the sake of time we cut caught a lot of it out yeah so uh, that's why i go oh, this will be fun raw unedited we'll archive it in youtube but besides that what you'll get in the podcast app that you subscribe to nintendo dispatch is the full thing so don't feel like you're missing out on tons but if you want to come join us live it's twitch.tv slash nintendo dispatch we lock that in yep absolutely All right, well, let's get into it. Something amazing, spectacular happened, which we talked about on the last podcast, the Indie Highlights, the Nindies Direct in a way from Nintendo UK. I don't know why Nintendo UK has the official stream, but they did this huge 16-minute video of, of awesome Indies coming this year. Yeah, and I thought it was like a perfect amount of time, 16 minutes. It was I actually went through it again before we even started recording, so it was just very easily digestible. It was quick. I really like the way they do it. Just kind of like boom boom boom, this is it. You know, here's the name, here's the release date if there is one, on to the next thing. There's no fluff. It just it is what it is. It, it literally is direct. So I I was really happy. I mean, I think we could just start ripping down the list and, you know, maybe back and forth of what we saw. And if we're interested, there was a lot that I liked about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say that as much as maybe there was maybe there was like five that I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to get those games. 
I will say that there seems to be a heavy trend to that like 16-bit side scrolly um aesthetic. Yeah. And I will it did feel a little one note after a while, like, oh, here's another 16-bit side scrolly platformer game. Oh, oh, here's another one. I I, you know, when they went through at the very end, it just kind of went like real rapid with the games that are out right now. Firewatch to me stood out like a sore thumb because it seemed so drastically different than what a lot of indie games are. And it made me wonder why is that? Is it a budgetary thing? Is it a team thing? Are they just generally easier to make that style? I don't understand, but I want to see games pushed a little bit more, just something different. That's all. My only concern. Yeah, I'm with you on that. And this is important to me because this gave them an opportunity for these games that they're highlighting to say when they're coming out, if they're exclusive to Switch or they're coming first to Switch, and if there's anything exclusive content at all for the Switch. And to me, that's really important because there's so many games coming out in the indie scene that this is a nice opportunity, especially for us that have to report on this every single week to remember these. So when these games come out, we're going to remember that they were in this indie direct. So overall, I was pretty happy, mostly because Wargroove is finally happening this week, Michael. Like on (laughs) February 1st, it is dropping. I've already pre-ordered it. It's on my Switch. The little icon is there. The little doge is on there. I'm so excited. Oh, wow. This game, I could not be more excited for. It's uh, not only is online, but local multiplayer, a map editor. It is Advance Wars with a Fire Emblem twist. And I love Advance Wars with all my might. I'm so excited for it. And after the indie highlights came out, it was announced that Wargroove is having cross-play across all the different consoles. I'm so ecstatic that Chucklefish is doing this. I'm I'm boggled and it, it's a must own. I don't even I don't even care if it's bad. I'm, I can't wait. I don't think it's going to be bad. I'm 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 with you. I'm super excited. Wargroove is going to be amazing. Like you said, I think you said Chucklefish is doing it. They did Stardew Valley, which is also just a wonderful wonderful game if you haven't played it, you need to. Uh it's it's tough because and we'll get to this as we get down through the podcast, but this is coming out this week, and there's another game that I'm really interested in coming out this week, and they're they're similar-ish, but not enough to where I think I can get both and be very happy. But it's a toss-up because it's like which one gets my twenty dollars right now, and I I'm leaning towards Wargroove. Oh, it's it's really tough, but I'm I'm really pumped about this game. It's, it's something I could probably talk about the whole time. But the next game I think we should discuss is Double Kick Heroes. As soon as I saw this, I was just like, oh my God, Mots is all over this. <laughs> you literally, it's like a um, like a guitar hero except drums and you're like playing the Joy-Cons and you're just going to town with it, <laughs> with it to do the drums. And I think this one is not for me, but it's going to be a hit. I think people are going to love this if that's your type of game. If you liked any sort of the any sort of guitar hero or what was it rock band or garage band or whatever that game was this is going to be a hit it's going to be awesome and that's summer 2019 and coming first to nintendo switch they didn't talk about exclusivity time frame but coming first to switch that's what they said yeah which is all that's still amazing i mean i'm thinking that the joy cons be that feature and that function being built in is like a primary thing. I what you're just going to hit buns that that's not quite the same as doing the whole Joy-Con thing. I I think that that's a selling feature for them. And then I will just go on to say that the next one when ski lifts go wrong 
that just looks hysterical. It is very similar. You had made in the notes that it looks a lot like the bridge building games. Um, Portal does a like a bridge building game, and it is. It's all this physics based puzzler where you have to build a structure, and in this case, a ski guy like jumps off of it, and it does it break? Does it not break? The trailers for these are they always make me laugh. I always like seeing like things fail and the person crash. I think it would be a lot of fun. Um, I, I don't know. It just I've never bought one though. I always like them. I never buy them. Yeah, I didn't even look how much it was because I go, I'm sure it's over five to ten dollars, and that's just a little bit too much for me. I think. Yeah, five bucks I could do. I'm almost positive it was over five though. Yeah. The next one that I'm relatively interested in is Forager, which is a 2d open world game this is one of those 16 bit style 8 bit style games dungeon i called it a dungeon crawler slash builder farming adventure game i don't know and it's coming soon it looks cute you said it in quotes so cute i think so cute so 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 cute there's a like little part in the thing where he hits somebody he's like ow and then he hits him again and he's like it's like a turn up or something i don't know what it was but it looks really really cute i i I like the idea of it. It it kind of feels like sort of that Stardew Valley where you're like you're doing tasks and you're going around, you're just leveling things up, and you're working in the game. And I think it's one of those games you can pick up and you'll always have something to do. Minecraft is like that for me. It's a very sort of meditative game. It's like I pick it up and I I create tasks for myself and I go to town doing that. And it's a way for me. You either have those games that are challenging you and that, you know, are like if I can't play Smash Brothers before bed because my mind gets I, I I've tried it a couple of times and when I lay down, I can't stop thinking. Like you you get pumped up playing it. Whereas Minecraft, and I'm assuming this and Stardew Valley has a more peaceful vibe to it. And I and it makes me excited to play it. I really I think I will like this one a lot too. Yeah, you will if you want something to turn off your brain, you should probably get Goat Simulator <laughs> the Goatee. <laughs> which has yeah. I was just thinking though after I saw what the next game was. <laughs> this game is out now, so it already snuck out on release. And it's Goat Simulator, which has been out for a long time, but this includes all the DLC, the like Day of the Dead Goats, the Goat Wars, Star Wars, the payday version. I don't know. All the I've never played a Goat Simulator. I have no Goats interest. Goats in space. I have yeah, no I have interest. no idea. I don't play no. any of these. One that I am interested in is the next one. We're skipping right over Ghost Simulator is Inmost, <laughs> which is a very in- mm. different name. It's interesting name, but it's an 18, 16-bit inspired platformer. It's super dark, super creepy, but it reminds me of Celeste in a way, the platformer that you're always coming back if you die. It's first on Switch coming out this summer. This is from developer Hidden Layer, but published by Chucklefish. So Chucklefish, I believe in you and that you're picking your, yeah. your games well. This one looked really cool to me. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I liked the vibe of this. It was moody and dark and kind of feels almost like a, a pixelated horror game. I That was the tone I was getting from it. I, they didn't give a lot away. You're not 100% sure what's going on yet. Summer 2019, I guess we'll find out. But it, it looks really, really interesting to me. Uh, the next one up is Unruly Heroes. Now, this is a puzzle platformer, again, for players. You can do couch co-op, versus modes, all that kind of stuff. I will say the hand-drawn art style of this one made it stand out. It felt like the last hand couple were that 18, 16-bit platformer look. Unruly Heroes, it's still a platformer. It just it feels different. And I honestly think that this hand-drawn 
style plays so much better on the switch it just it looks nice but it also like it, it it's probably not that much more complicated i would think than that 16-bit pixel style that people do but it, it feels a little bit more polished you know and it all it seems a little bit different just like like i said with firewatch just like zelda it has sort of this it's it's pushing the machine but it's not meant to be real graphics. It's not meant to be like you're playing an actual thing and it still kind of comes across, you know, a little bit more polished anyway, different. Yeah. It did look very nice to me again. It's couch co-op though. So I'm like, eh, I don't know. That's yeah. If it's just couch co-op that, that limits it for me. Yeah. Now the next one, the internet was going crazy for, and I don't quite understand why maybe you can explain <laughs> it to me as cross code. It's a 2d action RPG with a sci-fi twist. They didn't really show much. It's in the summer. Am I missing something about CrossCode? Nope. I, okay. I have no idea. But I just, I there wasn't enough there for me to get excited about, really. Unlike the next game, which is Steam World Heist, or Steam World Quest, excuse me, from Image Informed Games. So pumped for this. I don't even care what it is. It could be the biggest turd. I'm buying it because I love what these guys do. Um, so, so different for that. Every So they had Steam World Dig and Steam World Dig 2. It's always that robot, like steampunk world, Steam World, but Steam World Heist is so drastically different from the gameplay that was in that Steam World Dig. Mm-hmm. And now Steam World Quest is sort of this card based RPG game. I, I mean, I love it. I, I'm not super the, the Steam World. They could they could take it or leave. It. I think I would like anything they do. They're just invested in that world, and every time they're just like, you know what. It doesn't matter. We're going to do a totally different game and it's just going to be that's going to be the thing that ties them all together. And I I think that's so cool. It's so interesting that they're doing that with the series. It's also really good that they have a great relationship with Nintendo. This is another one first on oh, Switch yeah. that there was a few podcasts or video documentaries done on them about them doing stuff on the 3DS and they were taking a big leap of faith that this was going to do well and Nintendo work with them uh, well to act, to get it out and promoted the first SteamWorld games and this is really cool I it looks like a very different game so seems cool and we'll see how it does I like I knew immediately as soon as the word the word SteamWorld came up I was like Michael's in <laughs> pre-ordered it D- doesn't matter when it oh, comes yeah. out so yeah no I'm a big fan uh, and then to round it out, they did go down through like their greatest indie titles. I don't think we need to go through them all. A lot of them are what you already know. You got the Hollow Knights, the Stardew Valleys, the Celeste, all of that good stuff. So those are all hits. We all know about them. That was that was it. That was the indie. What did overall? What were your thoughts? Did you love it? Hate it? Yeah, the, the indie highlights were cool. I still am puzzled why it's on the Nintendo UK and not just a normal Nintendo account or streamed on all of them at the same time. That puzzles me. Do you think me. we'll get another one like they did last time? I don't think so because I saw the Nintendo account tweeting about it and promoting this oh. video, the Nintendo America account. I just want them to streamline that process where it's one Nintendo source coming out because last time they did do one for UK and then it was different than the US one. And I, I want to think that the release schedules are the same, but sometimes games in the UK come out different from the games in the US. But all in all, I was very happy that I could sit down, watch it in 15 minutes, find about some games that I've been wanting for a long time, but also some new ones. 
I really enjoyed the highlight reel because it made me remember, oh, I want to buy that. Oh, yeah, I did want to buy that. Oh, I should put that on the watch list. Mm. You know? So that was cool. What about you? Yeah, I mean, I, I I overall loved it. I think there's probably three, four games that I'm I'm pretty excited for. Or I think look very interesting. I think there's something for everybody in that quick 16 minutes. As far as UK Nintendo UK getting it, it's probably just because the accents sound so great <laughs> that they figure, you know what, everything sounds better when they announce what's coming up. Um, but yeah, overall, I'm I really enjoy the indies. I really enjoy. I mean that. Right now, the Switch is kind of an indie machine for me. That's primarily what I use it for. And so I'm always excited to see, you know, what's coming out next. I Like I said in the beginning, though, just I'm just a little concerned. I don't want it all to see, feel like one note. And uh, hopefully, you know, that's that's a trend that will kind of go its own way eventually. Yeah, it'd be nice if they did a little bit of different, more variety. But if they did this more more often... I would like to see this almost every other month. Some highlight 10. They did it. It was a great amount of titles. Highlight 10 and then then let me know. So, yeah. All right. Well, you want to hop into some other news now that we're done with the indie indie direct, I will call it. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. Interesting news this week. The new Nintendo president, Shinotaro Furukawa-san, is always sort of being a little bit out there he's changed the game up a little bit i he's a little bit more vocal uh than kind of past nintendo presidents besides, besides reggie is nintendo of america president but straight up nintendo president he's a little more vocal he's more young he's he's changing not the game up a little bit for nintendo and i like it he had an interview with senkei news where he was talking about highlights and success of the switch going uh ending in 2018 but also going into the future. So some interesting parts here that he was talking about is, is there going to be any price cuts for the Nintendo Switch? Or and are there any new successors? Everyone else is talking about the next PlayStation, next Xbox. He goes, no. He goes, you know, we're focusing on selling the Switch. It's only been out for two years. Because we're not considering a successor or a price cut at this time, which to me makes complete sense. Though I do want a Doc Pro, I'm just saying. He highlighted some great, successful titles coming up at the end of the year. He's like, you know, we just came out with Super Mario Party, sold 1.5 million copies. You know what? Pokemon, the new Pokemon Let's Go, 3 million copies in the first week of sales. And you know what? Smash Bros, 5 million copies in the first week globally, which is bananas. And everyone is always curious about those 20 million units and he goes, Hey, this is extremely ambitious. It's worthwhile. We're still going for it. Uh, so go for <laughs> it, you know? And, and then he was asked about smartphones. He goes, you know, we're, we're looking at it, you know, we're playing, we're having more games come out. We want to c- continue to analyze. Nintendo likes to do things at a certain order of, of operation that makes sense. And they're only going to invest money where they see a return on it. So interesting to me, I, I, like that they're pushing in the right direction and to be honest $300 how much is the switch $300 299 300 bucks fine right and even if they did a pack-in game soon for it that's totally reasonable just straight up but it's still just a great console for the fact that we were talking about earlier uh, you and i about I want multiple docks i want to be able to take it all throughout my house no other console gives you that option and to me that's worth some of this extra money. 
Yeah, I'm I'm actually kind of happy to hear that they're not thinking seriously about another version of this. I I don't I don't want another version yet. You know, I I think there's a huge trend to constantly be pushing and pushing and get new and better and this and that. And it just feels like I I don't even think I've seen the the top of what this thing's capable of yet and people want a, you know, another version of it. I I just don't I don't think it's time. As far as the price cut, I could see them maybe keeping the price exactly where it is. And like you said, bundling it with a game. Mm-hmm. I think that adds so much value. It's very little loss for them, especially if it's something that's been out for a while. You know, you you, you got your money's worth out of Zelda. I could see that getting bundled at some point or any anything, anything. You know, the game's been out for so long, you know, since its launch. I can't say it's so long, but since its launch, if they came out with a bundle and that was included and it's people would feel like that was Christmas all over again. If they were buying a $300 switch and Zelda was a part of, Oh my (laughs) God, you know, it's a huge value. And I, I think that to me, the only thing I could hope for with Nintendo is that they price the accessories a little bit more reasonably. I do think the Joy-Cons are a little excessive in the cost for those if you wanted another set, because honestly, I would probably buy so many more if it wasn't what it is. Um, and another, now that I'm seriously considering another dock, we've said $80 for a dock is too much money. It's too expensive. And I cannot see where that is worth almost a third of the cost. There's no way that's worth yeah. a third of the cost. So in my mind, I'm happy to see this. Um, and I just, I just wish they would lower some of those accessories or at least put them on sale. Now, going into what you said, the NPDs came out. The NPD group does uh, industry tracking and keeps track of all the numbers, everything that's selling and how well and all of that stuff. They came out and said that the Nintendo and uh, the Switch are just destroying it. They had an amazing December. They've been doing fantastic. So they're beating pretty much PlayStation. They're beating Xbox. They're just they're just steamrolling everybody. NPD analyst Matt Piscatella. I hope I did you justice there, Matt. He says Nintendo Switch generated the highest December month hardware dollar sales for a single platform since the Nintendo Wii in December 2009. And it achieved the highest December unit sales for a single platform since December 2010. I mean, that's that's fantastic. Nintendo's doing wonderful. They said Super Smash Brothers was one of the driving forces, no doubt about it. Um, it had the best launch month of any console exclusive since NPD began tracking the sales in wow. the 90s. So Smash Brothers is literally smashing the competition. It is just destroying everybody. So, you know, the power of Nintendo is, is a very real thing. Uh, Nintendo had seven of the top 20 best-selling releases of December, and it edged out sales for the PlayStation 4 um, for 2018 hardware, which I had made a comment that I, I'm not shocked by that. I think it's very difficult to say, oh my goodness, Switch is crushing PlayStation. Well, yeah, it's six years old. You know what I mean? People, if most cases, if you wanted one, you've got one. And Nintendo's the new kid on the block. So now it's your turn to buy that. So to me, that's I it's not a it's not a it's not a bad metric. I just 
I'm not that shocked when somebody says, oh, and it finally outsold PlayStation. Yeah, it should. I'm, I'm more shocked PlayStation is still selling <laughs> yeah. so well, right? Like that's that's even impressive. So then MPD analyst uh, Matt goes on to say, Nintendo Switch ends 2018 as the year's best selling hardware platform in both units and dollars. Annual unit and dollar sales of Nintendo Switch are the highest annual total for any hardware platform since the PlayStation 4 in 2015, which is an interesting number because that was like their second year. So PlayStation and Sony were gaining strength. They were gaining ground. So if this is kind of comparable to that, now that's starting to say something. Now you're taking like apples to apples instead of comparing it to apples and rotten apples right like now <laughs> yeah. it's now it's real comparison um he, he did say that it's not just the switch everything's doing well you know everybody's got a little money in their pocket everybody has done well over on december every system saw year over year growth in 2018 and then lastly he said that the total spending on accessories and game cards grew by 29 percent in december when compared to a year ago to an all-time high of a $1 billion. GamePad spending gains were the primary driver of this increase, and the Nintendo Switch Pro Controller was the month's best-selling accessory. Boom, there's one right there. Best-selling accessory in dollar sales. So I think we talk about this all the time. Switch and Nintendo are doing great. They're they're clearly got a hit on their hands, which I'm excited about. I I think it was time that this happened, and these numbers just confirm that it's just constantly doing well. Yeah, it's it's amazing to see how well the Switch is doing. But also talking about the games and a lot of those games that were in the top twenty are staples. We're seeing Zelda and Mario Kart, not just the new games. That's often what you see. Uh, with the Xbox or PlayStation, you see only the new games that were released that year. Whereas the Nintendo Switch, even now two years out, you're seeing release titles such as The Legend of Zelda and Mario Kart 8 smash records and, of course, smash, smash records at the same time. So that's really ultimate smash them nonstop. (laughs) So that is also very good to see. So lots of positives. But Michael, going into the game news. Oh, We have a little bit of negative going on here. Not happy about it. Not super happy, but I'm a little happy at the same time. So this week, out of the blue, Nintendo put out an official statement via a YouTube video with a Metroid Prime 4 development status update. Hmm. Now that had you had to been excited before you watched it. Just seeing it. I saw the the title. (laughs) It was such a gut check because they show like the veteran prime logo and i'm like we're gonna see footage we're seeing something happening this is it oh my goodness out of nowhere that's not what we got no so we got an update from the head of nintendo development and he said listen we're kind of sorry that we announced metro prime 4 and haven't updated you about anything since E3 a few years ago. We're sorry. That's bad. We, we we take that on us. Unfortunately, development is not up to our standards. Michael, it's not up to Nintendo standards, even though they've released plenty of Metroid games up to probably not their standards. This is the first game. It's the first time they've done this. They, it, we're, we're figuring it out, guys. So apparently the development team, I don't know. They never announced the development team that was doing it. It wasn't up to their standards. They didn't like the direction it was going. So they said, you know what? Let's get Retro Studios back in on this. 
And in fact, not only is Retro Studios going to take the helm of Metroid Prime 4, they are going to control A, delete all of the source code and start over from scratch. So <laughs> that is what's happening in the current moment, which means that as they continue development, which is beginning now, I assume, I in the next know. four to five years, we will have a new Metroid Prime 4. So bittersweet. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I'm, I, I cannot... So there's been this like, you know, this is a good thing. This is a good thing. And I I get that. I get that statement. My aggravation, though, is that this isn't Nintendo's first rodeo. They made that announcement, like you said, over two years ago. What the heck was going on (laughs) in this amount of time where you're just like, did you just check out? And then say, you know, hey, uh, we, we should probably show something. And then the studio showed them and they're like, just stick figures or something. I don't What were you like? What was going on in the two years? That's that's where my annoyance is. Right. I ultimately, yes, I understand that this is a good thing. You've got a studio that was involved with the originals. That's going to be a great thing. It's, it's going to be what we all want. The quality is going to be there. My aggravation is the management and what Nintendo, the the odd choices that Nintendo is kind of getting known for making, right? They make these weird, these things happen and everybody's kind of like, well, what was going on? Like, what what were you doing? Like the online, right? The online that you're not the first one to do online. Just copy what somebody else did and you'd be better off. Like what is going on over there? So that's where I get aggravated because it's just kind of like, why didn't you go with retro studios to begin with then? Why were they just too expensive? Were you trying to save a dollar? Were they busy with something? Like everybody said you should have just went with them to begin with. So I'm a little aggravated, not at the decision overall, but just the management. I feel sometimes I feel like things are mismanaged. Um, I guess in five years, you know, this will be super exciting. It really... I don't know about you, but it put cold water on the whole thing for me. Like, I just don't even care right now, right? Like, you can't even be excited. Metroid's dead, in my opinion, at this moment, because it's just going to be, it's going to be years before we see anything. What would have been been better is if, even if they waited six months to get something from Retro up and said, hey, listen, we went back to their drawing board and here's our first first video of what it's going to be, because they never released anything from it. So I'm almost okay. Like wait till E3, wait until this fall. And we we're, we weren't waiting for anything. And so I agree. I, it was kind of unnecessary, but maybe it's because they're going to announce something else, Michael, upcoming. Do you think we're going to see anything at E3? Anything? No. No, no I agree. Just this, was, thinking. this was them getting it out of the way that they're not going to show anything at E3. Yeah. Well, yeah. here's here's one thing that I am hoping for E3. And this is something that's been rumored since I think last year. For whatever reason, we haven't seen anything about it. And I'm hoping this is something this this would almost help me. This would help me cope through the pain of knowing Metroid 4 won't be coming out until the Switch 2. Yeah. <laughs> so what I'm thinking is Metroid Prime Trilogy re-released on the Switch. Maybe, maybe tweaked a little bit, maybe just, I don't know, but we get it. We get all of the trilogy on our Switch. I would absolutely love that. There have been rumors that this was going on. And according to the, a series of tweets by Game Informer senior editor, Imran Khan, that it has been done for a long time and there's no reason why it's still in a holding pattern. 
apparently it's done. It's ready to go. It's ready for the switch. And what I'm wondering is maybe they were holding out because that was like, they were going to give us a teaser at of Metroid Prime 43 and say, well, to wet your whistle, here's the trilogy coming out. Yeah. Now, because Metroid Prime 4 is so far out, are they going to push the trilogy for a year or so to kind of fill that gap? That would be a shame, but I could see him doing it. I could see him saying, you know what? We're going to wait on this too. Yeah, I. If, it would be nice to have this trilogy out because a lot of people haven't played the original Metroid Prime games. They're phenomenal games. They're not for everybody, but they're very, very good. And they did do a trilogy pack. Uh, Reese, you know, the I guess it was on the was it on the Wii? I think it was on the Wii. The, whatever the trilogy pack was, and they had to dumb it down a little bit graphically and some of the mm. different textures from the originals to fit it on a single. That's kind of funny. So maybe they could just expand it and do a remaster, and that would be really cool. Yeah, I would love would love that. I, you know, I had a great I have great memories of the original one, and it just felt like. I don't know. It was it was like one of those games where you just you're seeing something different. It felt different in the moment. So I'm I'm really hoping I get to play those again before uh Prime 4 comes out. So well, something Michael that you will be able to play very soon is the new update for Super Smash Bros Ultimate version 2.0. They've mm-hmm. a whole new ver- version numbers don't matter by the way, people. Yeah. But version 2.0 totally happening within the next 7 days. So this week, it probably is out by the time this podcast comes out. I but think it already downloaded to mine, to be honest. Did it? 2.0. <laughs> I don't think so. It's here. Piranha Plant's coming. They said it's set around February. That aligns with this. I assume it's going to unlock around that time. Now, one thing to note, though, is if you have replays, you want to make sure you save all of them. The 1.2 update came out. It wiped all your replays. I don't know why it wipes all your replays. No, no. Yep. You can save them, but I didn't even know you could have replays. <laughs> I haven't done anything worth like keeping. <laughs> so no, same. I, I don't want to relive any of my gameplay because I'm so terrible at the game. Yeah. Well, there you have it. You can go get it. But now it's the most important time of this podcast. It's time for Michael's Fortnite Supply Drop Update. So this just in for (laughs) there is a huge problem with the, I guess, switch and some lower end PCs. Epic is trying to figure this out. They're they're trying to get to the bottom of it. But if you are playing Fortnite at 30 frames per second, you are at a serious disadvantage to anybody playing at 60 frames per second. Now, this can affect PC but it's a bigger issue with Switch because that's all the Switch can run at is 30 frames per second. So apparently this is a quirk or a bug or an issue or whatever with Unreal Engine 4. It can also, there's been records or there's been some reports that it has also affected player unknown battlegrounds in the past because that, as everybody knows, runs on the same engine. Epic has said they are aware of this problem. They are investigating it. They're trying to get to the bottom of it and that they will let people know as soon as they know something. So what it all boils down to is if you are in a one versus one, if it's a controlled environment, any anything like that, if it's a 1v1 and you're playing the 30 frames per second and the person you're playing against is maybe on a console and they're playing 60 frames per second, that in theory, if you're using the same weapon, the person 
and you're hitting, you know, every shot hits, everything like that. The person that's playing at 60 frames per second is going to be able to kill you because they're getting more hits on you. So that's a that's a pretty big problem. I mean, I it's not a real big problem for me because I I don't care. I I barely hit most of the times I'm shooting at anyway. So it it's not a big issue. But if this is something that is more of a professional competitive gameplay, if you're on that kind of a level, that's a huge huge issue. I think it worked out to be like I don't know. It was a, it was a second difference of of shoot differences once they were cuz somebody in the article I was reading was doing a test, they set up a couple different walls, just kept shooting at them with 60 and 30 frames per second and the wall with 60 frames per second fell about a, a second and a half faster than the wall with 30 frames per second. So it's something to consider, you know, if you're playing on the Switch, maybe just play on the Switch or maybe you just don't care. Uh I move so fast nobody hits me anyway. <laughs> Well, I like to now I have a real proper understanding as to why I haven't been winning every match. So this is obviously exactly now this is my I I play on the switch, but it's basically a handicap. I mean, I'm so good. If I played 60 frames per second, then look out world. Now, one other bonus supply drop is that people are submitting the in the game. There's game wraps so you can wrap your your weapons. You can wrap your, you know, the car that you jump in or the plane you jump in. So people are submitting like ideas for these wraps and one person came up with a rainbow sort of shimmery thing that's that's pretty cool and it reminds everybody of uh mario kart you know like the the rainbow course in mario kart and it, it looks awesome and it, it, i would totally be sporting that rap well there's the saying that this would be so cool it would be great for epic to have a nintendo exclusive that comes out here's your rainbow road mar- uh gun wrap for the nintendo players i think that'd be so cool it's such an easy thing yeah. right like it doesn't matter it's yep. just a little bonus little fun little little glitz and glamour on there for us nintendo players that'd be fun if they did it for each of the different consoles wherever you're playing have an exclusive one something master yeah. chief related for xbox yeah That's, that would be cool yeah, i'm into that let's yeah, get it done not? let's get it done yeah let's make that happen so you have been dropped that is it <laughs> now we're going to go on to best sellers. And as we do every single week, we run through the best sellers from one to 10 and just kind of see what happened, what what got shaken up. And the number one spot is Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe, followed by Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, Stardew Valley, Jumpin' Joe and Friends. Right now it's 90% off, so that's probably why it's jumping up there in the number four spot. Then The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, Minecraft, Diablo 3, Super Mario Party, and Hollow Knight. And then like we always do, we also tried to call out any of the new games that didn't quite get that top 10, but they made the top 30. So you have Onimusha in 13th, Travis Strikes Again, No More Heroes made it to 22nd, and Wargroove pre-purchased at 28 so i think that's gonna we're gonna see that in the top 10 is my guess i like how i didn't stump you i put diablo 2 in there but i didn't get you <laughs> i didn't did. get you you did you did i was like i don't think diablo 2 is out on this <laughs> that's good <I laughs> you almost, almost. very good i'm excited <laughs> i'm interested to see what wargroove does already coming in in a pre-purchase spot so i hope to see it there's been a lot of hype around it so that'd be good 
Yeah, I'm excited. Well, let's get into the new releases that you can pick up this week from January 28th to February 3rd. In retail releases, there are two retail releases. The first one is a remastered version of Sphinx and the Cursed Mummy. This is a game that is coming out uh, to the Switch. It was remastered last year. I think on Xbox and PlayStation and it's from 2003 originally from Xbox, PlayStation and GameCube. This is a long, this is a very old game. This is 16 years in the making to come to the switch, but it's a very good game. I remember it's a platformer mystery. You play uh, a mummy, obviously it's a whole Sphinx, ancient ancient Egyptian type of thing. This comes from THQ and Eurocom. I remember it coming to the GameCube and it's a very cutesy type platformer. Reminds me of a Spyro type game, the graphical style of it. Very cool. And it's priced a little high, but almost about the right price at $30. I think that's a good price because we don't have too many of these crash type game spyro type game so Mm. it's probably good and it's fully remastered also demo d-e-e-m-o demo which is a music game that we had talked about before is getting a retail release it's normally 30 dollars download it's 40 dollars physical release coming out so some of these games get re-released physically over time uh, it's a piano music based games i really enjoyed it there is a demo of demo available so you can grab that Those are the two coming to retail, Michael. Awesome. So we've got a lot of digital downloads, though. I I feel like the retail just doesn't doesn't get it. The digitals are where it's at. So January 29th, we have Mages of Mistralia for 18, then Unworthy for 13. On January 30th, we have Drowning for $3, Fishing Star World Tour for $30, Hyper Ride, for $2, then Dragon Marked for Death Advanced Attackers and Dragon Marked for Death Frontline Fighters. Each of those is $15. On January 31st, we have Agartha S for $8. Earhart Tales of Broken Wings for $18. Bleep bloop for $4. <laughs> you were waiting for that one, weren't you? <laughs> I was. I was really excited for that one. Then we have Bombfest for 20, Downwell for 3, Egg, the platform puker for $15, Gabucci for $4, Halcyon 6, Starbase Commander for $20, Merchants of Caden for $10, Necrosphere Deluxe for $8, New Star Manager for $20, Pixel Colors for $12, Planetarian for $10, Stray Cat Doors for $3, Tangle Deep for $20, Zombie Night Terror for $15, and then on the first, we have Thea the Awakening for $17, and Wargroove for $20. (sighs) A lot of stuff. So, let's go back. Anything that was jumping out at you? I'm exhausted. That was... I know. Tell me about it. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I originally was starting to look at this list and I go, oh, no, just. Ugh. And as I started to dive into these games, quite a few really struck out to me. The first one that I will point out, granted, I hate how they separated these into two games. I'm really into mm. this dragon marked for death. This is a really decent looking side scrolling 2D RPG hack and slash the reason that it's sticking out to me, Michael, is because it has four-player online co-op 
And to me, yeah, I like that. I like that in a $15 downloadable. Now there are four different classes. There's a Shinobi, Witch, Empress, and Warrior. Those are the characters that you can play. Unfortunately, you'd have to buy the game twice to play as all four characters because each hate that <laughs> advanced attackers has Shinobi and Witch and Frontline Fighters has Empress and Warrior, which doesn't make any sense to me. It's very upsetting. But there will be a physical release coming in March, I believe, with both of them included for 30. Mm. Yeah, so I don't, th- to me... Why would you do that? Why would you do it, though? I don't understand that. Like Double dip. I, I, mean, I guess. Who, who, who is buying both of them? Like, you can't even... Stupid. What if I wanted to play as Empress and Witch? Nope. Not a lot. I got to buy two games, totally different experience, totally different gameplay. Like why, why wouldn't you just have the two and then come out with those as DLC at the very least for five bucks? Yeah. Like you could sell them for five bucks if somebody had to have them. I, it's weird, weird, weird choice. Now there is DLC. There is DLC, but I didn't look to see if it was in there. It said that there was upgrade packs or something available for free included. So I assumed free wasn't going to give you the extra stuff. I wouldn't think so. No, yeah. it seems weird yeah i i don't know i don't know about any of that i mean for me the the two things that i'm super interested war groove which we already talked about and tangle deep was the other one that i thought was looked really really good really really interesting um i i just don't know i don't know they're they're both 20 dollars. they're both kind of rpg elements tangle or tangle deep sounds and looks more like it reminds me of um like dragon quest like old dragon quest dragon warrior depending on what name you remember it by those kind of games it looks interesting i really it, it looks like there's a lot of complexity a lot going on there rpg rpg style i don't know but also with wargroove i kind of i'm really feeling that it's it's hard for me i also think Airheart tales of broken wings is super pretty i don't know a whole lot about it it just looks beautiful the gameplay the game style the artwork um you do you're a pilot i like that aspect of it and the world itself is gorgeous so where i was just saying with those other indies how everything was kind of feeling one note this one just stands out amongst them all it's beautiful and at 18 dollars, it seems like a great price i agree Although I'm disappointed that Airheart does not have online multiplayer, only local couch co-op because it's this big kind of roguelike expansive world in the air, which is totally up my alley. But then I'm disappointed by that. Yeah, me too. Now, I will say, Michael, there are about five other titles that I'm super excited for. (laughs) Uh, I'm... I, I'll, I'll do a shout out. I'm not super excited for Mages of Mistralia. However, I will say mm-hmm. it does look like a very good adventure game if you're into playing as a mage, which was my World of Warcraft character. It looks very good. Uh, the, the game looks great. The game looks great. I It feels yeah. like a really good, well put together indie title. So I'm into that. Unworthy is a hardcore combat platformer with no jumping that's what that's their selling point but it's all black and white has amazing reviews it's been out for a while clocks into the same price if you were to buy it on steam that looks really good uh, I w- i'll give a shout out i'm giving a lot of shout outs to games fishing star world tour for 30 dollars. i know what you're saying michael fishing who wants to do that nobody mm-hmm. nobody ever ever michael nobody wants to fish <laughs> besides you but this seems like a very fun sort of animated style Japanese anime 
fishing game, but two things stuck out from the trailer. One has full Joy-Con support for the main game to do fishing real. I know you're totally mm-hmm. into motion controls, but Love remember it. those Joy-Cons that I totally recycled? No, oh, I recycled all my toy cons from my Labo kit. Oh, oh, right, right, yeah. <laughs> but there is a mini game that they added to the. They added a mini game for the toy con specifically, and I thought that was a really nice touch. That's cool. That is cool. I mean, so I saw this thirty dollars for a fishing game is a little bit much for me. I will say this is the best fishing game. I've seen at least on the switch because all the fishing games go for this hyper realistic look and they just don't come off. Right. They're, they're like 10 years old. They look just not good. This one is more of a cartoony animated style, but it's still real fish. It's still real like locations or whatever, but the style matches the system and it looks amazing. It looks like a fun, this was one I I would actually maybe play. Like it actually looks fun, you know, because it, it's not meant to be. I, I'll just go fishing. I don't if it's going to be super real. This this just looks like it it makes sense on the switch. I agree. You ready? I got a bunch more. You ready? Talk about keep it keep it coming. So I can't decide on Argatha S. This game has a Japanese trailer with it. The game looks both absolutely terrible and absolutely amazing at the same time, and I think that's the point of it i'm not sure (laughs) i need to to check it out i wish there was a demo of it it has a super weird lower than 8-bit style but also in 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 like a graphic melting style i can't really describe it when i saw the trailer i go this looks weird and interesting and i need to have it almost in my life Uh, you have to go to the official website i'll put a link in the show notes for it but it looked really cool uh it looks like right. Am I wrong? It looks terrible. It no, it's not good. It doesn't look good. It looks like you have to see it. See, cut paper. You have to see it in motion. That's pixelated. You have to see it in motion. the The stills yeah. do not give it justice because when you're looking at these graphics, see how they sort of look. They don't look. They look like blots of like this tree in the first one. It looks like blots of ink or something. But how, yeah, it's not. It's like cut paper. It's it doesn't even look like. It's, it's like layered on top of each other or something. You know, they don't even match up right. Correct. But when you're playing it when in the gameplay, when you attack these things, it's almost like sand. I was going to say, it did feel like a, a one of those sand, you know, you look at a bottle and they put like the ocean yes. scene in it. It kind of looks yeah. like that. Like it does look like sand. I will, I will say that. And that would actually be because it does seem water like based around water if they really embrace that and it was just like it was like sand that moved that would be amazing that would be amazing this looks it doesn't look good i'm gonna say it does look good but it could be it could be i i don't know but it it doesn't it doesn't yeah, we need good. reviews on these games come on nintendo get that on yeah i got absolutely. more absolutely. down well Keep, down yeah. well three dollars right. this is from our good friends over at devolver digital uh, the, at least publishing the game this is a game where you are falling down a well. It's all black and white. It's $3, $3, and also $3 on Steam. But it has really great reviews on Steam. And you're falling down, but it's also a shooter style. So most games you're jumping up, but this one you're falling down. So it's different. It's reversed. But it looks really fun. I don't know. I'm I'm blown away. But you know what the game that takes the cake? 
Well, the $3. game that takes the cake besides Downwell for $3, which I'm probably going to buy. Are you ready for it? This is my last one. And this is the one. This is the one for you. Zombie Night Terror. Uh, oh. <laughs> this yeah. game is my dream come true because in this game, don't be blown away. Don't be threatened by the splash cover art that has terrible graphics. You have to watch the video because in Zombie Night Terror, you become the zombie. And you. Oh, okay. Yes. It is your goal to cleanse the world through 50 levels to create and enroll more zombies into your undead army to take over the world. And this is the most amazing game ever. I'm so excited that this game exists, Michael. (laughs) And the trailer is really funny. And it is $15, so I will add it to my watch, my wait wish list. I will wait for it to go on sale. But this game, I'm into so much. Nice. I mean, I I like that it's a, you know, zombie, the genre of zombie anything feels like, I don't need another zombie game in my life, I don't think. But I like that you are the zombie. I think that's that's pretty unique. That's different. And I like the idea of like you're essentially a bad guy in this game then. Um, I do see this going like... 50 yeah. percent off yeah. by day one <laughs> like the, you'll be able to get this for a, a steal this is gonna be one of those 99 percent off that we're talking about i think you you wish list that bad boy and we are gonna see that come up for yeah. sure well that was a good rundown i mean there's there's a lot there's a lot of games in there you have you, you better you better get some eShop points because you got a lot to get this week and with that we got to everybody's favorite segment in the show. What you playing? Oh my goodness! Well, I decided to download some demos. There are two demos of games: Pis Pisical Colors, which is a pit cross game. Uh, I didn't play that demo yet, but I have it. But then also Drowning. There's a demo available. Drowning uh, is a game where you walk. And that's the game. And there's a story that come up in words in the overlay. And you have to walk at a very slow pace. And there's a story that is you have to read. And it's about a kid that's depressed. And and the game is very colorful in this three-dimensional world. It's very slow, not very well written. So it doesn't suck me in. And if that's your game, <laughs> then I need it to have this great story you read to me. So I played that. It takes 15 minutes to play because you're walking so gosh darn slow. You can't run, but it, it is, uh, it's something, it's something. Uh, <laughs> so, so not, not something great is what you're telling me. It's a game. It's a, it's, it, okay. it's not even a right. game. It is, it's something. It's something. Well, I'm glad there was it's one, of it's one of those. But besides that, uh, I did get my copy of Travis Strikes Again, No More Heroes. It came in late. It was like delayed by Best Buy, but I did get it. So I'm not sure where it went, Uh, but I haven't played it yet. But I did spend a lot of time not only playing Smash, getting caught up on that, but mostly playing the new mode in Fortnite that you talked about last week. And holy bananas, it is unbelievably amazing. It's a whole new game. It's a whole new game, Michael. I told you. I told you, man, they do these these event things and you can still play. Like I've been playing nothing but the I don't know what the ice storm storm. or whatever it's called. Right. Yeah. So I've been playing nothing but the solo version of those. And 
and you still you still can get killed by somebody, you know, if they run up on you. But for the most part, I'm in the top five because I'm just literally trying to kill the ice yeah. fiends, and I'm doing my own thing. I'm not trying to be quiet. I'm not trying. I'm just sitting there, just blasting things away, and having a blast. And eventually, somebody might run up, and we'll have a shootout, and one of us wins. But it's so fun. And I, I honestly, I was thinking about this today when I played it for a little bit and I just jump on, I do some challenges and I honestly don't even know if I care to win anymore. I just play for challenges. Yeah. I play to jump in there. Okay. This is week seven. What do I got to get done? All right, let me go find that. Let me do this. I really like checking things off a list. I really love just jumping in and I'll shoot sometimes or sometimes I honestly don't even care if I find a gun because what I'm in there to do is not like I'm there to break pallets. And so I don't even look for a gun. I might find one, but that's not has nothing to do with what I'm playing the game for in the moment. Um, And that's just such a weird and an interesting idea on a game that's built around the idea of being the last one standing that you can jump in and not even care if you shoot somebody and you're having a blast, you know, and I love it. I really, I love when the fog rolls in and it's like, you can't even see anything. (laughs) Yeah. So if people don't, it's just fun. People don't know about this mode. It's almost, if you've never played Fortnite, just playing this mode alone, because what happens is that you drop down in the world and there's these huge ice I don't, uh, beacons that sort of get. Yeah, kind of like a beacon or like a, just a, a pillar, pillar like made out of ice. And you want to destroy it. But as you try to destroy it, all these fiends, all sorts of different ones, including these big golden crazy ones, and they drop loot and they also, you know, recharge your energy and your shield at the same time. So it's advantageous to be beating up these baddies but they can hit you and take you down i've seen some people die from them Mm -hmm. and i just i go around i just love it and there's all these challenges and there's i love these mini challenges where it's like here's 12 new things for you to do i'm into that and that's been fun and i've been watching other people attack them like you you go in and i'll (laughs) aid i'm i'm jumping in i'm like i'm not attacking them i'm trying to hit the baddies yeah but I will say then I, I was doing it. I was just around trying to get up my stuff. And then someone dropped, like got one of the, all the weapons are all new too and all different. There's so many new elite weapons, but they got the thing where you drop from the sky. They just fell on me and they're like, you're dead. And I go, I'm like, oh, oh. yeah, like, oh, come yeah. on. Yeah. You're, there's definitely going to be some, but I, I do the same thing where I'll just help until they turn on me. And then I'm like, all right, well, now I guess we'll shoot it out. But I, I love running up and I'm like, all right, I'm just going to let you do your thing and we're going to attack the same thing. We're not even it's a solo quest and we're not even shooting at each other until that drops. And then once that drops, we're like, well, now it's us fighting. You know what I mean? And I think that's so fun when you do find somebody that's like that or what will happen is the two of you are attacking something and then some jerk with a sniper just picks you both yeah. off you know like it happens and it's and but i that i really i'm right there with you i really enjoy just jumping in you can do a round or two and then be done and just be like all right i gotta go back to doing my my clothes are ready to be folded or whatever you were doing you know you can just jump in and play and i and i think that also lends itself to why it does so well on mobile and hand and like switch handset because you're not in this competitive i'm i'm only trying to beat everybody else you literally can jump in with your phone or with switch on handheld and check things off a list that doesn't mean you have to be amazing at the game it's it's there's a reason so many people love it you don't have to be like this pro first person shooter gamer. now that said 
Michael. There's two things I want to tell you first. One is I had this weird camaraderie act happen one time. I was in the middle of the desert area. This is before the ice storm, but I was I was way off where I was just going to get destroyed by the acid storm. And someone came by this. I'm in solo mode. Someone came by on an ATV, honked the horn. It was like, get on, buddy. What? And yeah. Wow. He, we rode together all the way into the middle of the map and honked the horn. I got off and he just took off. He didn't even try to kill me. Wow. That's awesome. That was cool. So that was cool. That's crazy. You should have shot him in the back (laughs) as he was riding off. (laughs) I thought, I thought that was cool. The other thing that that happened. That was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And I wish I could have took a video, but of course you can't. So, and of course I didn't want to trust, trust them originally. So I was like, I don't know. He's like, come on, come on. So that was fun. And then, uh, I had some daily quests where I needed to play as a squad. So last Mm -hmm. night I did some squad play. I did not have my headset in, uh, which was fine. Cause I don't like to play with my headset on. And I normally get paired up with people that I mute right away. Yeah. And then I got paired up with some people that are really good at the game. Oh. And they surprisingly, I don't know what the culture is, but they weren't swearing at me, which I appreciated. They just kept calling everybody an idiot. They're like, look at this idiot. Look at that idiot. Oh, you're such an idiot. Hey, idiot, go get the 50. But they were using all the buzzwords like, oh, get this 50. And I was like, what do you, like the juice, the 50 juice or whatever, yeah. 50 health. I'm like, oh, I don't know what the 50 shield. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. But what was really intriguing about it is... They're like, oh, look at this idiot doesn't know how to build. Like, oh, look at this idiot doesn't know how to get up here. But they were helping me because what would happen is one of them died and then they would spectate and they're like, you know, perturbed, go do this. Perturbed, go do that. Perturbed, pick up this weapon. But then they were just like, hey, <laughs> then it was just me and this other guy. And they're like, they're, they're like the one guy was like called like tractor truck. I like, they're like tractor. I think you're alone on this one. This idiot just has all of the same ammo type. And I was like, oh, I just, oh, what? I didn't know that was bad. Like, I, but it was, it was, it was a good learning opportunity that yeah. I need to learn how to build if I want to play in squad, which I never want to do, but I, we did have fun and we were top six. We, there were, we lasted a long time and I did take out some people, but I was glad that they weren't too mean to me, but that's cool. I, yeah, I'm the, I'm right there. I, I do jump into squad 99% of the time. I am just, I just mute whoever's on my team. One time I jump into squad and it's me and this other kid. And you know, I don't know the other two must not have had mics or something. And he was young. You can tell he was a little, little young kid. And he's like, hi, I'm a wolf. <laughs> he's like this little voice. I'm just like, mute. <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was kind of cute kind of funny he's like top wolf hi and uh hi. yeah hi there and so you know most of the time i don't really i, I just don't like you said I, I play on my tv there's no way for me to use the headset on my tv when i'm sitting on the couch it just i i can't and so it's it's i don't jump in a squad because i just um unless it's like a battle royale where it just doesn't matter you just you're all running wherever you want um or team Royale, whatever it's called. But when it's, when it's four person team and you're trying to be the best squad and, and you get on with people that know what they're doing and they're, and they want to do well, I just don't feel like I'm doing them a disservice because I I can't chat. I'm just not, it's just not what's going to happen. So I, that's awesome that you know you're having a good experience with it. I'm, I'm happy you're having fun. I, like I said, I keep having a blast. I keep going back to it. Yeah, that's cool, man. 
Yeah, I'm excited to play something else this week before, besides Fortnite. Uh, I, think, <laughs> I don't want it to be a weekly Fortnite update, but this week it just felt like a new game uh, yeah. in general. And I was yeah. having a blast and I was just hitting these ice monsters up nonstop. And next week I'm going to get back into Smash 2.0 update going to happen. I'm going to get my Travis strikes again. So look for some updates next week for that. But that's it for me. Anything else from you, buddy? Uh, just like you, uh, been playing through Fortnite, you know, because of the because of the current event is limited time, I feel obligated to like get my hours in on that because it's just like, mm. if I don't get what I can, I've got, I think three more of the 15 challenges and then I did them all. So I'm just kind of like grinding to kill all of those fiends. And I think it ends tonight or tomorrow. So it's like, wow. I got to get those in. Um, and then I've been playing smash. I've been trying to get all of my characters, all of my fighters and that's going just it's going you know I, not much has changed there but it's it's kind of it's whatever um but i i do enjoy trying to get all of my fighters so that's given me something to strive for um but that's about it i haven't really i've been playing just some steam world heist nothing new nothing new this week i'm just enjoying a lot of the games that i own and have and have been playing so nothing new and crazy for me yeah, well, hopefully, as we start streaming more and we start talking more, we're going to switch it up a bunch. Yeah. yeah, I'm excited, man. Well, thank you, Michael, for yet an amazing Nintendo Dispatch. Of course, you can check us out everywhere on the internet. Go to nintendodispatch.com. That's your one-stop shop for all of our reviews, for our podcast. Subscribe, give us a review. We'd love that. And we will be tweeting out ahead of time when we're going to do live streams. So follow Michael at MSRevet on Twitter. I'm at James Montemagno, and the podcast is at Dispatch Podcast on Twitter. You can, of course, go over to our Twitch page, twitch.tv slash Nintendo Dispatch. That is the one-stop shop for where I'll be gaming, Michael will be gaming, and we will be doing podcasts live. Hit the follow button, and you'll get notified every single time that we go live. So you can come join us and chat with us while we're gaming and when we're podcasting. And that's going to do it for this week's Nintendo Dispatch. Until next time.